This episode of TGC Q&A is sponsored by The Gospel Project, a chronological Bible study for all ages, explaining how Scripture points to Jesus, encouraging us to live on mission. Visit gospelproject.com TGC to download a free ebook and try additional resources. Welcome back to TGC Q&A, a podcast from the Gospel Coalition, where each week you'll hear conversations between members of our council and friends who provide their unique perspective on your most pressing spiritual questions. I'm your host, Stephen Morales. Today on TGC Q&A, Jonathan Lehman and John Anwuchekwa answer the question, can I lose my salvation? Please note that this conversation was recorded before the COVID-19 global pandemic. Let's listen in. Hebrews 6. It's it's tricky. It's it, a it, it seems like it's saying maybe that you could someone lose can. your that there was someone who was in yeah and now they're not. Well, I was I was I was just looking at the text. Uh, let me let me just read it. It, it, it verses four to six. For it is impossible. It is impossible. In the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come. Okay, so just pause. Right. It, it, some of that language is almost like regenerate language, right? That's, that's what it's tough. Like you've tasted the heavenly gift, you've shared in the Holy Spirit. Um, okay, all of these things, powers of the age to come, that's Holy Spirit power, right? And then fallen away. Yeah to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. So I, I can understand why people would read that and and say, yeah, you, you can have the Holy Spirit and lose it. You think of Saul, for instance, right. right? He has the Holy Spirit in some sense. He's not regenerate, but the Holy Spirit is kind of, kind of present with Saul and then he loses it. And so right. you think of David in Psalm, Psalm 51 who says, take not your Holy Spirit from me. And so we're all scared thinking, of losing it. That's right. Like like Saul right. lost it. Um, can, can that happen to the Christian? Well, my understanding, brother, is that when you were born again, you're born again. Absolutely. You're a new creation. Yeah. And, and you can't lose that. Yeah. So I, I understand the language here to be phenomenological, yeah. a fancy, the phenomena, the fancy way of saying um, you're, you're experiencing life inside the church. Right. You're, you're experiencing the fruit of the Spirit and all the people around you. Maybe you are even, you're... Maybe you're, the power f- flows through you in some sense, like... You're more patient than you typically were right. in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe there's a sense of conviction. So, yeah, I, th- I think a person is inside the char- church experiencing those things. But, no, I don't think a person who's born again cannot be born again. Right. Yeah. Agree, I, disagree? I agree, and I think when I read this... It's helpful for me to remember this comes in the context of other warning. There's several. Yeah. So it's provocative language that's aimed to to really warn, right? We don't want folks to think that there's a false concern. And I think this is aimed at, so I think the best picture that I could think of is maybe like a Judas who Uh he was in, he tasted so close that None of the 12 even thought that it would be him. It seemed like when Christ sent them all out to cast out demons, that he was part of the fold. I mean, Matthew 7, 
Christ says on that day, there's going to be folks that come up to him and say, didn't we cast out demons in your name? That seems like power starting to flow through it. And yet it kind of seemed like he was the soil that was tasted of the rain, the tasted of the seed and it sprouted up, but there was no root. So yeah, Yeah, it wasn't really, yeah. Well, I think of, I think of first John uh, 2, 19, they went out from us, but they did not belong to us for if they had belonged to us, they would have have remained with us. Now I don't, I don't want to impose first John 2 on, on, uh, uh, what are we in? (laughs) Hebrews 6. Uh, but I want to read it in light of First John. Yeah. And the way Tom Schreiner described it, and I remember this from my seminary days, is that you, you just use the word warning. Right. He said it's, it's a warning sign. Mm-hmm. You're driving down the road. You see the sign that says bridge out ahead. Right. And if you're paying attention, right. you heed the sign and you don't go down that right, road. Right, right, right. Whereas if you're not paying attention... You go down the road. You just kind of keep going. And so I think I think those warning signs are there for us in Scripture. And those who are truly gods will see that warning sign and they'll turn and away. take heed. That's right. Yeah. And those who are not gods won't take heed. Right. But at the end of history, on Judgment Day, I think the righteous one will point back to and say, look, I gave you the warning sign. I agree. But you, you missed it. Yeah. So. Amen. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of TGC Q&A. To submit a question that you'd like to hear answered on this podcast, send us a message on Twitter or Instagram or email us at ask@tgc.org. And remember to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to today's episode, and we hope you'll join us again next week.